Patrick, and I would not want to be anywhere else but with my darling husband and travel partner, Ian Fitzpatrick. Well, thank you, dear. Ditto as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hope it, it pays for you to say that, dear. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're pleased to have you back with us today to share, of course, our favorite uh, topic, travel, of course. And on Traveling On, we talk about all things travel, destinations, regulations, consumer rights, deals, and more. And each week, we invite the best of the best on our show to share their insights into a whole host of information um, to help you in the planning of your next trip. Most importantly, this show is for you, so if you have any questions for us or our guest, email us at radio at travelin-on.com, and we'll answer your questions on air the following week. Also, if you have some suggestions or topics that you'd like to hear us cover, feel free to drop us a line. And, you know, speaking of all things travel, we'll be talking about one of my favorite activities in the whole wide world, scuba diving. Oh, really? (laughs) You wouldn't know that, would you? (laughs) As many times as I've I've begged for a dive trip. Yeah, and you're always pointing out the divers as we uh, drive along the streets of uh, Washington. Well, you know, Uh, the flags are, they're distinguishable. Uh, But in any event, we'll be talking with underwater photographer Christy Gavitt, who will share all of the great diving places and her favorite destinations, and and those places that inspire her beautiful photographs. And they are indeed some beautiful photographs. We had a chance to see them about two weeks ago Mm -hmm. at a at a showing here in the area and they are just phenomenal in fact one of the one of the ones that i liked was actually purchased by someone he kind of beat me to the punch but so. i think i think as christy will share later uh, i think she has extra prints honey okay and valentine's okay. day is coming up so thanks thanks for that reminder dear uh, <laughs> and, and i'm sure a lot of guys have that on their radar screens and if they don't they probably should valentine's just being a few days away and if you haven't made any travel plans just yet. We'll have some great last-minute suggestions, and we'll also uh, talk about some of the places that we've done on Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day as well. And we also like to hear from you out there about some of your favorite Valentine memories, ideas, and places. Right, and you know, we help the guys out. Well, you know, I just made a generalization that's unfair because you are a planner, uh, so for those last-minute people who have not uh, created their Valentine um, day or getaway, uh, please call in at uh, 301-984-2173 uh, to share your favorite Valentine memory or destination that's close by to, to help those last-minute folks out. And also, we are excited uh, today that we will be instituting our Travel and Trivia Contest again. Mm -hmm. So uh, listen in for this week's question and a chance to win a great prize. Uh, That should be coming up a little later in the program. Yeah, we're excited about that. We're excited about that. We have some great prizes uh, coming up throughout the uh, the coming weeks. And uh, today's prize is uh, is a really good one. you know, as, as Ian mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we invite you to write in, uh, email us during the week or call in when, uh, 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 during, uh, during the show with any of your questions. And we actually did have a gentleman follow up uh, with a question uh, after the uh, Michelle Bond, our friend from the State Department, uh, was appeared on our show last week. Yes, we uh, received a question from David Lindland of Colorado who did ask, if I purchase the passport card for my 11-year-old for a cruise now, then when I upgrade to the full passport at age 16 or 17, what will the cost be if prices don't go up? Will I have to pay the full $100 or will I pay an upgrade fee? Uh, David, well, and and for all of those listening, it's important to know that on February 1st, as uh, Michelle Bond informed us, the State Department started to accept pre-orders for the new passport card, and you can get information about that at travel.state.gov, and there's a link to passports. These passport cards will not be issued until sometime in the spring, so you need to be aware that uh, uh, if you need documentation for an upcoming trip, you don't want to be caught out there looking to use the passport card just yet. So if you've got plans for a cruise in the near future in the Western Hemisphere or the Caribbean, the 11-year-old child or children under 18 years of age will only need to present 
proof of citizenship, such as a birth certificate. Mm -hmm. uh, children 16 years and older need to apply and will be issued an adult passport, which is valid for 10 years. Uh, keep in mind, this is an application and not a renewal upgrade, so the prevailing cost would be $100, which is the price for an adult passport. I do want to add, for adults who already have a passport, they may apply for a passport card as a renewal and pay only $20. So there is some savings for those who currently hold passports. First-time applicants will pay $45 for a passport card and $35 if it's a child applicant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show, and we're your travel enthusiasts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. And, you know, I am really, really pleased to introduce our first guest. You know, you can visit another country, another city, travel the world, but the opportunity to really experience an entirely different world is amazing. And that's what scuba diving represents to me. Um, is the opportunity to just see a whole new world that's full of color and delight and beauty. And we're pleased to welcome our new friend and someone who really captures such beautiful underwater images uh, with her camera, Christy Gavitt. Christy, welcome to Traveling On. Thank you for inviting me. Well, we're pleased to have you, and you know, I, I'm always biased towards fellow scuba divers, and and uh, happy to find an, another uh, fellow scuba diver in this area. Uh, you know, I have to tell you, when I was certified um, way back when in '86 off of uh, La Jolla Shores, the reason I chose to seek my certification was to face my fear. I had a fear of of the underwater and sharks, and you know, not seeing what, not being able to see what was coming at me. And uh, I have to tell you, my first open water dive I saw a shark <laughs> that's amazing well <laughs> yeah well off of, off of off of La Jolla it was a nurse shark yeah. so but uh, but uh, we're, we're pleased to have have you here and just just to give us a sense of who you are you have had just an amazing uh, travel background and and you've been all over the world I know you lived in Haiti for a while you worked for care in Africa and um, how did you start scuba diving what what brought you to scuba diving well it was it was really strange because i did start i was certified in 1976 so Ooh. about 32 years ago and i was just with a friend who was a diver and he encouraged me to to give it a go so i got certified but what was really bizarre is for a number of years probably the next 15 years after that I scuba dived just to scuba dive. I wasn't really interested in the marine life that mm -hmm. I saw. I mean, I, I went because I liked the equipment. I liked the impression of being underwater. But then in about 1990, I went, to a, uh, I went on a liveaboard boat to Curacao, which is a part of the ABC Island Group right. of um, Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao. Mm-hmm. And I was able to go in four to five dives a day off of this liveaboard boat to some fantastic reefs. And it was like an epiphany. And from that time on, I, I usually go in on major trips two times a year, uh, usually for two to three weeks at a time. And, of course, always take my camera with me underwater. <laughs> and now you have a new dive buddy in me. So. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, I, when I've tried my hand at underwater photography, I've had those little instant cameras with, you know, the, the encasing. And um, it really just does not do any justice to, uh, to that beautiful world. <laughs> so your, your photographs are beautiful. Thank you. Now, um, uh Let's talk about in uh, in 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 just a minute. We only have about thirty seconds before the the next break. Um, some of the maybe criteria diving. You know, um, I don't think anyone really. Uh, you know, they say strong swimming skills are are important. Um, I'm not necessarily a strong swimmer. But uh, when when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more, um, you know, about the art of scuba diving and uh, and and really kind of get into some of your favorite destinations. And um, oh, I, I love this topic. And we will continue with uh, uh, 
Christy Gavitt. When we return, you're listening to Traveling On on the Traveling On radio network on Progressive Talk 1260. Your traveling enthusiast, Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. If you have any questions for us, call us at 301-984-2173. As our Traveling On radio family knows, Ian and I rely solely on Sexton Executive Security for all of our security needs. Sexton Executive Security is the area's premier international security firm. Whether you need home or personal protection around the world for your family or property, security training, or investigative services, Sexton Executive Security can meet all of your needs. Call them today at 703-293-6262 or visit them online at sextonsecurity.com. BronzeWorldTravel.com is the premier internet travel destination offering you the best travel values for all of your travel needs. Not only can you book the basics in travel, such as flights, rental cars, and hotels, but think of them when you're planning a cruise, a complete vacation package, registering for your honeymoon, or searching for those last-minute travel deals. Unlike the other online booking sites, BronzeWorldTravel.com does not compromise customer service. Backed by a team of seasoned travel professionals and a nationally rated agency, at BronzeWorldTravel.com there is always someone available to answer your questions. They have so many great travel deals that you'll make them your first choice when it comes to travel. Visit BronzeWorldTravel.com today and discover the best values in travel. That's B-R-O-N-Z-E WorldTravel.com, where they celebrate life through travel. BronzeWorldTravel.com. Where can you book all of your travel needs at the best price? Purchase the latest travel gear and get the most current and comprehensive travel news and information? TravelinOn.com. That's TravelIn-On.com. Whether you're a seasoned traveler, novice, or whether you're planning a long trip or looking for a weekend getaway, TravelinOn.com has the tools to complete your travel plans. Go to TravelinOn.com. That's TravelIn-On.com. The traveler's best resource. And welcome back to Traveling On on the Traveling On Radio Network. We're your travel enthusiast, Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. We're here with Christy Gavitt, diver, photographer. And if you've got any questions for Christy and uh, anything you want to learn about diving, and we're going to get into some of those places, call us at 301 9842173. Hey, I just want to mention this this great music you've been listening to in and out of breaks uh, is from one of our partners, Punto Mayo World Music. Uh, Latin Reggae is their newest release for February, and we will, at the end of the month, be giving away a Latin Reggae CD to a lucky Traveling Trivia winner. Um, but uh, in the interim, just enjoy this great music. I was kind of hopping up and down, you know, dancing in my seat when, the, <laughs> when we came back from break. Always gets you in the mood to want to go to some of these places that are featured oh my gosh i'm, I'm just ready to go at any time so especially scuba diving so uh we, you know before we left we were talking about some of the uh the, the the certification criteria um you know christy you recommend that somebody be a strong swimmer or have strong swimming skills i'm not particularly that strong but i think the 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 buoyancy of the wetsuit gives me a lot of overconfidence and uh, and certainly when you're in salt water your body is buoyant anyways you can really if you're calm and relaxed you can really just float for you know I want to say hours, but I've never done that. But certainly several minutes at a, at a time, um, very easily. And um, but you know, people should have some confidence with snorkeling and in 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 um, some of the equipment, the mask. They should you know learn how to purge their mask, which always fills with water. But you say you know there's really not an age limit to to diving, is there? That's right. I, even on the last trip that I took in Irian Jaya on the western part of Papua New Guinea, my roommate was a 73-year-old woman who wow. was certified at the age of 60. Bless her. And so there's hope for me. For t- there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think in terms, if I can qualify a little bit, strong swimmer, you know, it, it's by strong swimmer, it isn't like you have to swim a, a lap, you know, in 15 seconds across an Olympic pool. Mm. You have to know how to swim, but the key thing is to be in shape. If you get tired very, very easily or something like that, then 
you know, I think you have to think about it. But I, but I think what is important is, you know, you want to be able to snorkel. If it's good if you've done snorkeling and mm-hmm. if you feel comfortable diving below the surface with the snorkel, you know, briefly, right. that's good. But I think a real important thing is when you, if you're a little bit ambivalent about this, when you go to a resort, you know, that just has hotels where you're laying out in the beach, find some divers, hang mm-hmm. around them, talk to them, talk with the dive master, you know, see what you think and, and give it a go. And I'll, I'll say, and this is a very unbiased comment, but divers are the coolest people, I think. We're, we're a funky group. <laughs> <laughs> they are. And when you're on some of these boats, that's the only thing you talk about sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Now, now um, tell us about some of your favorite sites. I, mean, I really want to do your photography some justice on today's show. You are, have such a beautiful art form. And uh, if anyone is, is interested in uh, viewing some of your photographs, I think jupiterimages.com houses about 200 or so photos. And I know it's a little bit difficult to navigate uh, to your particular site, but we will, um, we will uh, in our blog, have a, uh, a link um, for our listening audience um, to, uh, to navigate to you. But um, uh, certainly, you know, the photographs that you've captured, you know, the clownfish or the false clownfish, mm-hmm. um, the California Garibaldi, the, the clam that somebody purchased um, at the, the showing a couple of weeks ago, we're... Talk about some of your dive sites and what inspires these photographs. Well, some of my favorite dive sites, a lot of my diving these days, and I'd say really for the last 10 years, have been in Indonesia. And um, Indonesia, usually Sulawesi Island, which is used to be called the Celebes Island. Um, there's another place which is my favorite called Irian Jaya, Irian Jaya is actually the western half of Papua New Guinea. Mm. Um, absolutely splendid. Even on my last dive trip back in October, I went to a place called the Raja Ampat Islands off of Irian Jaya. And just to give you an example, I mean, one marine scientist recorded 283 fish species in one dive. You're in kidding. one in dive? In one dive, yeah. I mean, the place when it comes to dive species it is extraordinary just just the the marine life is just prolific and the beauty of it because it is a somewhat isolated area is that it's um it's undived i mean there there are very few divers the coral is in absolutely pristine shape but Mm. for places closer to home the caribbean my i have a bias i mean i look at this from a photographer's standpoint Mm -hmm. but i i think the turks and caicos which are north of Haiti. I think they are very, very good. And the Bay Islands of Honduras are also well, excellent. In fact, you mentioned earlier, you used to love diving off of Haiti. So, But, of course, now, you know, the, the marine life is eroded. And, uh, but Turks and Caicos, you actually compare to what Haiti used to be I back I think in the so, day. yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem with Haiti, which I know used to be fabulous, is that because of the erosion you have a lot of topsoil erosion, and mm-hmm. when that topsoil goes onto the coral, it suffocates it and it oh. dies. So very, very sad. I think in terms of other places outside of the Caribbean, uh, the Red Sea off of Sharm el-Sheikh. I don't know about Elad Israel, but Sharm el-Sheikh mm-hmm. is absolutely uh, fantastic. Really, really beautiful, especially for wide-angle landscape, marine landscapes, wide angle types of things. California, if you can take the cold oh. water, I know, Tanya, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you include me in that you don't <laughs> like that cold water too much, but it is so magical for the light filtering through the kelp. Mm-hmm. And you have those bright orange Garibaldi fish, mm-hmm. which is the 
state fish of California, in case you didn't know. Um, I that, knew that. But you yeah. knew that, of yeah. course. <laughs> that just is flitting through the kelp. It is really, really magical. Now, now you know, when I um, when I was certified off La Jolla Shores, and maybe it was just a time of year, or, you know, maybe it was after a storm. I don't remember, but I, I do remember that the visibility was only about 20, 25 feet. It was not good. So It depends. It's a seasonal thing. I did a lot of diving there in August, September, October. Mm. And the water was relatively, and I underland relatively normal, or warmer then. Um, <laughs> and the visibility, it wasn't tropical. It wasn't 100, 110 feet. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, 30, 40 feet is considered good in kelp waters. Christy, I'm going to leave California swimming for the seals. But I did want to <laughs> ask you, uh, what in your opinion makes a great dive site? A great uh a great dive site. Well, first of all, I don't want to be inundated with about 40 divers around me. I want to be... Amen. In, yeah. I want to be in an operation where, you know, at least if you're butting up with others, you're with no more than, say, four to six people around, first of all. Secondly, I think a place that hasn't been dynamited, that hasn't had huge amount of divers, because I hate to say it, but in many places, divers will touch coral, break it off, Ugh. and you can tell destruction very, very easily. Obviously, where there's been no dynamiting. And then a place where just the proliferation of fish life, like I was talking about with mm-hmm. Rajampat, huge, huge variety with beautiful underwater vistas of unspoiled carpets of coral and underwater life. And good visibility is always nice as well, but you always can't get that. Well, we're going to continue this conversation with Christy. For me, the uninitiated swimmer, diver, I'm excited by this. I think, babe, you're finally going to convince me to to get certified. (laughs) But uh, you're listening to Traveling On on the Traveling On Radio Network on Progressive Talk 1260. Your traveling enthusiast, Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Christy Gabbett, learn a bit more about her photography work. And if you've got any questions for us, call us at 301-984-2173. This is Traveling On. Discover a new you. See yourself in a whole new way with a color makeover. Find a look that expresses your style, your personality, and your life with Mary Kay Cosmetics. You'll delight in the many wonderful colors that the MK Signature line brings you. Find the perfect shade for your eyes, lips, and cheeks. Visit Danielle Johnson's website at marykay.com backslash ms.djohnson86 for a virtual makeover. You'll love what you discover. Mary Kay, enriching women's lives. Whether you're traveling by plane, train, or automobile, make TravelingOn.com your first stop. At TravelingOn.com, that's TravelIn-On.com, you can get current travel news and information, buy the latest travel book, and find those great travel bargains. Visit TravelingOn.com, your premier source for all things travel. That's TravelIn-On.com. And make sure to sign up for email specials and tune into the Traveling On radio show each week for a chance to win some great travel prizes. And welcome back to the Traveling On Radio Show. We're your travel enthusiast, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, and we're talking to underwater photographer extraordinaire, Christy Gavitt, and fellow dive buddy of mine. <laughs> Christy, um, I-, I just want to touch before, you know, we uh, we we go into uh, start talking about some of the Valentine's getaways. And you know what, honey? There could be a Valentine's uh, present waiting for you, um, a scuba diving present. Maybe. Hmm. We'll see uh, in a few days. But in any event, um, tell us a little bit, uh, you know, Arian and Jaya is one of your favorite places in Bali. Tell us a little bit about that destination and what attracts you. Because I know fellow divers of mine, a diver I met before, loves northern Bali. And he goes every single year to dive. When I was there, I, I didn't, I spent time at the beach. I didn't go diving, unfortunately. 
Um, but what what makes that such an attractive diving location? Well, if I can mention, yeah, for Bali, um, I've been there many, many times because I use that as a transit point. Mm-hmm. In other words, I fly there and I spend a minimum of four days there before I fly to, say, Irian Jaya or mm-hmm. someplace else. Mm-hmm. Why? First, to recover from jet lag. Secondly, it's incredibly inexpensive overall. Oh, and in this absolutely. day of the weak dollar and everything, mm-hmm. Indonesia overall is very, but Bali is just incredibly inexpensive. And thirdly, in case your luggage doesn't make it, and this <laughs> happened on a trip, I had to wait three days for my luggage to get in. So killed a lot of birds with one stone. But yes, there are beautiful areas mm-hmm. on Bali as well to dive, northern Bali for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, a fabulous U.S. wreck that was uh, sunk on purpose after World War II. And um, yeah, I, I like it. But what I usually do is I will fly from there to Sorong, Irian Jaya. And that's where either I will go on a land-based operation, uh, which is called Irian Diving, uh, where they'll take you from a boat from Sorong, the capital, to an island where um, it's a land-based operation, essentially, where you can dive offshore or go by one of their small boats to some absolutely fantastic, beautiful, untouched, relatively untouched diving mm. spots. and Or you can do the liveaboard boat route, say, in the Rajampat Islands, as I did most recently. And essentially what you do, you get on the boat, and you're out there for anywhere from 8 to 12 days, and the the routine is eat, sleep, dive, eat, sleep, dive, and, <laughs> and you can get in anywhere from three to five dives a day. That you're in much better shape than I am. I, I usually can't do more than two two boat dives. In all honesty, um, and the shore dives, the shore dives are well. The shore dives that I've done off the coast of California are, uh, are are grueling because the waves, you're fighting against the waves with all the equipment and what have you. But um, diving is just, I mean, it's just such a wonderful, wonderful experience. And, um, um, you know, hopefully my husband will, will uh, enjoy partaking in this exciting sport in the near future. <laughs> we'll have to see. Uh, Christy, <laughs> I, I wanted to... Uh, you uh, touched on it briefly about uh, dive operators. There are land-based operators. There are liveaboard boat operators. What should one look for in in selecting a diving operator? Clearly, they've got to have the competency. They've got to have a good safety record. What are some of those things that one should think about? I think you want to look, obviously, at the safety record of a dive operation, uh, depending on where you go, but there are most are highly reputable. I think, secondly, you want to see if you are on a land-based operation and going out to dive sites, is it like, as we call it in the scuba diving lingo, is it a cattle car operation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where they load like 40 people at a time on the boat, in which case I personally, I can't stand that type of thing. But I think uh, word of mouth, get up, you know, buy dive magazines, uh, subscribe to undercurrent.com excellent site for being very, very straightforward on how, you know, how dive operations uh, safety records are, mm-hmm. for example. And undercurrent.com, it, you do subscribe to it. Um, it isn't a free operation, but you can also find out about liveaboard boats and some of the most reputable ones, safety records, etc. Well, you have a favorite in Aggressor, don't you? I've, there are a number. I've been on a number of the Aggressor. The Aggressor fleet, um, www.aggressor.com, is excellent. It's a sort of worldwide franchise of liveaboard boats with trips that go from five and a half days to uh, two weeks. And they're great. Um, in most of them, you can get in anywhere three, four, five dives a day. Mm. Uh, they treat you very well. And if you only want to get in one dive a day, mm-hmm. you may. Mm-hmm. And also, if you want to get certified aboard, you can. But there are caveats with getting certified aboard. You do want to be sure that you're going to be able to have the stamina for a uh, for a certification um, um, course aboard to be able to do this for five and a half days, 
Um, but it can be the aggressor fleet does offer courses aboard its live-aboard boats. Mm-hmm. Now, a caveat there is if after two days you find out, oh, I don't think I enjoy this, they're not going to take you back to shore and drop you off. You've got to stay aboard. So something to think about. Yeah. Maybe if you want to be certified, go with a, a land-based operator. You mean they don't send out a chopper to bring you back? home <laughs> you lose Ian. you lose oh my <laughs> and if you have no dramamine you're uh-huh. really out of luck there i mean I, when i was certified i was actually certified by a by a private uh, land operation um or land-based operation, and, you know, we did our, our training in a pool, which was comfortable to me. Uh, even though I grew up in the water, you know, again, I don't really consider myself a, a strong swimmer per se. I mean, the water in some ways ha- held a fear for me. Um, but being, you know, getting used to the equipment in a pool, learning how to purge my mask and, you know, dealing with my regulator and putting, you know, the equipment together and just, just learning how to use it in an enclosed, um, confined pool area for me was comfortable. Um, but if, you know, a point that you raised when we were talking earlier is that if you're if you've hung around divers you know for a long period of time and you you know you've kind of lived vicariously through them then you've really kind of acclimated to the dive environment and to the equipment uh, to uh, to a lesser extent and so being certified or getting your certification on a liveaboard uh, boat operation may be a viable option. It's a different different things for different people, exactly. And I think one thing I should have mentioned before that I, I neglected to is the importance with diving down when you are using your snorkel and going down to depth is getting an idea if your ears are going to equalize. Yes. Because I have been astounded at, and I can't give you a percentage, but how many people there are out there who are desperate to dive, who would love to dive, but cannot because when they get below 10 feet, mm-hmm. they cannot equalize um, their their ears. Mm-hmm. Equalizing essentially is holding your nose as you and go blowing down. And through it. And blowing yeah. out. Yeah. You know exactly. how I practice sometimes or how, how I use, I, on a plane when I'm flying and my ears, you know, my ears plug up, I will equalize as we're, you know, ascending. Um, and, and I think that's a, that's a great way for, for people to learn whether or not they have that ability <laughs> but also do it in, in in the water yeah you need both because you don't want to be surprised on a liveaboard after two days and say i can't equalize and right right ian has been asking to be taken <laughs> back to shore by helicopter right <laughs> right uh you know it's it's kind of a, a touch and go thing here with uh, with this diving stuff it's exciting but there's a lot going on and speaking of other things that are going on. You bring photography into the picture when you've got to think about all of this other diving stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you accomplish that? You know, that's that's one of the things that kind of pops into my mind. You've got a, you've got all of this equipment on you, and then you've got to focus on taking pictures and capturing, you know, some great images out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, if anybody's interested in underwater photography, my recommendation is dive intensely for at least a year before even thinking of taking up that camera. And also you have to have excellent, excellent buoyancy. Buoyancy, which means you're inflating your buoyancy compensator, that Mm -hmm. little kind of life vest, for lack of a better word, that divers wear, so that you're not hurtling down, nor are you shooting up to the surface. You have to have perfect buoyancy to be an underwater photographer. But yeah, it's, um, but boy, schlepping that equipment around, yeah, it's because uh, I have to be careful of what I want to take aboard and what I can put in my luggage among my dive equipment. It, it, and it's getting heavier and heavier every year, it seems. <laughs> now, do you, do you compensate with the, the weight of the camera equipment? Do you compensate um, with the, the weight belt? Yeah. I mean, if I wasn't wearing a weight belt, and usually women are more buoyant than men because mm-hmm. of more body fat and all. And we usually, I have to wear weights. I usually wear about 10 pounds of weights, even with my camera equipment which is already about uh, 15 pounds My to go goodness. in the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, getting back to the photography, we've seen a, a growth and proliferation of digital photography, but you like film. <laughs> Tell us why. 
I like film because, and and I am turning into more and more of a relic uh, when I'm when I'm on different boats. Uh, everybody's into digital now, due to the fact that I like the authenticity of film. What I take, what you see, you know, has not been manipulated. That is what you get. And I have taken digital courses. I've given it a go if I can, and I just. I don't, I don't get sent by it at all, and, and I know that, unfortunately, there's a lot of underwater photography that is being manipulated to death once it gets into Photoshop, and I know everybody doesn't do that, but it's discouraging to see how many people are, are doing that, so that you're seeing vistas underwater that you say to yourself, no, that type of light never existed. No, that color is unreal, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll keep on film until it's no longer sold, which could be sooner rather than later for all I know. Now, Christy, when you travel again, what about equipment? Because I know there are folks out there listening, you know, uh, to our show and wondering, okay, do I need to go out and purchase all this equipment and um, or, you know, should I rent it? What what is your feeling about schlepping your equipment, which is oh my gosh, heavy, uh, versus renting? Okay, well, needless to say, after this many years, I have all my own equipment, with the exception of weights for the weight belt. I bring my weight belt, but not weights because they provide those at the resort. Right. And nor obviously do I bring a tank because tanks are always provided at resorts or live aboard boats. If you are beginning. I would not buy your equipment. It's expensive unless and until you are really confident that this is something I want to do frequently. But I would get your own mask, your own fins, and definitely get booties, um, mm-hmm. little uh, neoprene booties, so that you, with all the swimming you do, you could get blisters if you're wearing your fins without. I think you can rent if you go on a liveaboard boat in the Caribbean, for example. You can rent in Miami. Sometimes you can even rent aboard the liveaboard boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but rent your buoyancy compensator, your regulator, your dive computer, because this is how we monitor uh, dives these days. We don't use U.S. Navy tables. We use dive computers <laughs> and a wetsuit and just, you know, do, rent those. They're easy to do. They're relatively inexpensive. And then once you determine, yeah, I want to continue this seriously and more than one time a year or one time every two years, then purchase your own stuff that you know is going to fit you every time. Yeah, and usually, you know, when I travel, um, I do bring my snorkel. I bring my mask um, because your mask has to fit perfectly and uh, and my fins. But everything else I, I rent. And with air tanks, you know, one cautionary um, comment is that you really need to look at the uh, the dive operation that you're going with um, and, and make sure that they are using uh, proper air and not contaminated air. And, and I know in some countries um, that has been an issue. Yeah, and it was with me one time where I didn't monitor the how the air uh, was being put into the tanks. And I was dizzy during one dive. I ended the dive very, oh, very dear. quickly. But then when I went and looked at the tanks, um, there was the exhaust pipe right next, right very near to the intake valve. Where, oh, unbelievable. Yeah, not cool. Unbelievable. <laughs> so. Well, you, you're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show, and we're your travel enthusiasts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. And when we come back, we are going to give you guys, and I say that generally, we're going to give everyone uh, some great Valentine getaway ideas. Yes, that means <laughs> pressure for me. No, it doesn't, as I look at my husband. (laughs) And if you have any suggestions, please call us at 301-984-2173. Thank you, dear. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Traveling On Radio Network on Progressive Talk 1260.
BronzeWorldTravel.com is your one-stop travel store where you can find the best travel values available at the most competitive prices. Whether you're booking a cruise, flight, car, or vacation package, they have so many great travel deals that you'll make them your first choice when it comes to travel. Visit them today at BronzeWorldTravel.com. You'll also find a link to BronzeWorldTravel.com on the Traveling On website. BronzeWorldTravel.com, where they celebrate life through travel. Are you a business owner who has no time to focus on your much-needed marketing needs? Top Shelf Design is a full-service graphic design and marketing firm that can take care of all of your needs, from creating a unique logo or website to designing eye-catching brochures, corporate identity packages, and more. Call them today at 202-667-1966 or visit them online at topshelfdesign.net. Top Shelf Design, your full-service marketing and graphic design solution. Discover a new you. See yourself in a whole new way with a color makeover. Find a look that expresses your style, your personality, and your life with Mary Kay Cosmetics. You'll delight in the many wonderful colors that the MK Signature line brings you. Find the perfect shade for your eyes, lips, and cheeks. Visit Danielle Johnson's website at MaryKay.com backslash ms.djohnson86 for a virtual makeover. You'll love what you discover. Mary Kay, enriching women's lives. Sexton Executive Security, Washington's own international security company, is here for your personal protection. Whether at home or away, on business or leisure travel, Sexton Executive Security provides security services anywhere in the world. Call Sexton Executive Security at 703-293-6262 to speak to one of their trusted professionals for your security needs or visit them online at sextonsecurity.com. Sexton Executive Security, dedicated, diligent, discreet. And welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show on the Traveling On Network. And we're your traveling enthusiasts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. And, you know, kind of switching gears a little bit, but but not, not so much because uh, a little birdie told me that um, there is a dive package perhaps in, uh, in the, the future, one of our futures or somebody's future out there uh, for Valentine's. But, honey, we've uh, compiled a list of some Valentine getaways. Yeah, yeah, especially for the person or guy who hasn't made any plans yet for <laughs> Valentine's Day, and you really need some help uh, with some unique ideas. Uh, this is the place to be, and at least uh, we're going to give you some ideas that can help keep you out of trouble <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Are you are you speaking from personal experience? Uh, I. Uh, will neither admit nor deny uh, <laughs> that, and I am not going to answer the question. But since we have Christy Gabbett with us, I did want to uh, let her know about this package. Uh, Punta Gordon Town in Belize, the Cotton Tree Lounge, actually has a Chocolate Week uh, dive package that uh, 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 allows people to experience uh, some eco experiences and uh, uh interact with uh, local folks there but belize as a dive spot it's popular with some you've got your own spin on belize yeah i've been there on two occasions actually and the blue hole which is essentially a cave whose top has come off (laughs) it is fascinating and unforgettable experience I think overall, I mean, I dived there after years of diving in the Asia-Pacific area. For Caribbean diving, it's okay. It, it's nice. It's nice. And yes, I would definitely recommend it. It has the largest coral reef in mm. the Western Hemisphere, too. So that's got something going for it. But yeah, I'd go. I'd go again. Yeah. yeah. One of the other places that uh, guys could consider for Valentine's Day uh is Aruba, and uh, that's a place that Tanya and I have spent some time. There are a number of packages there. Renaissance Aruba Resort and Casino has a package that starts at $368 per night. It runs through March 30th. This is Aruba for Romantics. Uh, This hotel in Aranjastet, the capital, actually has its own private island, and it uh, pulls into the main hotel, which is uh, in downtown, and uh, pulls under the lobby area, and takes mm-hmm. you out to the private island there and uh, uh, they've got a great uh, package again that starts at 368 dollars per night they've also got a great poolside bar 
uh, just uh, just a great view of the harbor. You can see the ships coming in and and all of that in Aruba at the Renaissance Aruba Resort and Casino. And, you know, also on one of our favorite beaches, Palm Beach, the Radisson Aruba Resort and Casino has a six-day, five-night getaway package um, for twenty nine fifty per couple. And, you know, we were really impressed with that little that 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 resort um it's you know it had lots of beautiful parrots on the property you know a lot of these packages have the standard bottle of champagne upon arrival um breakfast chocolate covered strawberries and by the way i love the the idea of combining chocolate and diving with a belize package i just that just <laughs> caught my ear um but uh they uh, these prices don't include um um, round trip airfare, just uh, as an FYI. Mm-hmm. Well, a little closer to home, uh, there's Hershey, PA, the Hotel oh, Hershey, and the chocolate. chocolate spa treatments and Cuban spa treatments. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one that we can speak to having done this one a few Valentine's days well, ago. He, Ian actually treated me to a weekend at the Hershey Hotel and I was literally bathed in chocolate. It was it was so decadent. I took a, cho- a cocoa bath. I had a chocolate body scrub massage. The, everything in the hotel smelled like chocolate and the Hershey property is absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's on the historic registry. That's right. A Milton Hershey yes. inspired design from his travels to the Mediterranean, yes. uh, the grand circular dining room, and the spa, which is a world-class spa. They actually have a little dining area, so in between spa treatments, you go down there, you have a little lunch. And eat chocolate. Eat chocolates. <laughs> a great view of uh, the neighboring countryside outside of Hershey. This Romance and Hershey package at the Hotel Hershey includes accommodations, a rose petal turndown, breakfast or room service, Champagne and chocolate-covered strawberries at Mission 2 attractions in the area, the Hershey Gardens and Museum, $349 per night, double occupancy, and it runs through April 3rd. And that's Pennsylvania for mm-hmm. Romantics, a Hotel Hershey. Well, let, let's not forget one of our favorite uh, places in West Virginia, Berkeley Springs. Berkeley Springs, Have always, there, Never. always a good spot. It's about 90 minutes from the Baltimore mm-hmm. or Capitol Beltways, very close uh, for those in the Mid-Atlantic area needing a quick getaway. This is America's original spa. This is where President Washington went uh, before he became president, uh, you know, to nurse his body back to health. He started going there as a teenager, as I understand. Mm-hmm. And I, I think his original bath is actually They actually in the show park. that at the Berkeley Springs State Park, <laughs> which is a town square. But uh, they've they've got uh, the uh, the waters from Lord Fairfax's springs there to mm-hmm. revitalize and reinvigorate. And there are a number of inns in town that have uh, packages where you can combine uh, great spa treatments mm-hmm. at some of the uh, area spas or venture over to the state park where they've got some great bargains, less than $50 to kind of get a complete spa treatment. A, a so. Roman bath and a spa. I mean, it, it's really one of the, the best local bargains going. You've got that. You've got uh, you've got places like Philadelphia as well. Uh, you know, a great city of romance, the city of love, uh, uh, and great museums and, mm-hmm. and great hotels where uh, people could look to do something close. Now, I, I just want to take a quick jot abroad. Um, to London, one of my my former homes, in fact. In fact, three of my former homes, London, Paris, and St. Petersburg, Russia, all have great packages. Uh, the Browns Hotel in London has a package for £420 per night with, of course, you know, the bells and whistles, the rose petals, overnight accommodations, and a full English breakfast. Now, one caveat, if there's something called black pudding on the, the menu... Um, I would really advise you to, um, you know, if you're an adventurous eater, as, as I am, um, go for it. Otherwise, uh, ask your server exactly what black pudding is. It it's, doesn't sound as um, tasty, perhaps, as, uh, <laughs> as its name would, would imply. And, and I just don't want to share that. Uh, the the, uh, the ingredients on, on air, but it's, it's an interesting um, it's an interesting experience. Also, the Concorde Hotels in Paris um, 
have a package. Now, it's the, this is only good for February 8th through the 17th. And incidentally, these these are still available. These are items that Ian and I checked out and checked their availability before we presented them to you. But the Concord Hotels have a package uh, starting at $250 per night. Now, the one thing that really kind of makes me salty is that all of the other hotels are giving you a bottle of champagne upon arrival. The Concord Hotels only give you a glass of champagne. Rats. I just, I just don't, disappointing. you know, I, that is disappointing. <laughs> but St. Petersburg, Russia um, has a package at the Hotel Astoria, uh, three nights uh, with champagne, again, all the bells and whistles for uh, 2,400 pounds per, per couple. And, and again, these are only limited to Valentine's. And for those who want to venture out west, Santa Fe, New Mexico comes up high on the Valentine's getaway list. Uh, There are a number of uh, inns in that area. One is the Inn of the Five Graces. They have a Paint the Town Red romantic Valentine's getaway package. It's $555 a night. Uh, You basically get, uh, uh, you know, accommodations, a passionate fruit cocktail, chocolate-covered cherries, champagne, red everything from bath salts, Bathrobes, slippers. They it's... also have an elopement package with five <laughs> themes for those of you who want to get married on Valentine's Day. So um, lots to choose from. And, and again, um, feel free to uh, visit our, our website and uh, for, for more information That's on these right. packages. That's uh, right. There's always lots of good information there at yes. the Traveling On website. We want to thank Christy Gavitt in studio with us today, sharing her insights on diving, diving, Great dive places around the world, photography, uh, just a tremendous guest. And we've also uh, hope that you've gotten some ideas here for Valentine's Day. And uh, again, we thank you for joining us on the Traveling On Radio Show. And we're Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, your traveling enthusiasts. Until next week, happy Valentine's and happy travels.